Johnson. I'm Mike Pence. I'm from Indiana. And because of your support, your hard work, and your prayers, 37 days from today, I am deeply humbled to say it will be my honor to raise my right hand and take the oath of office to serve as Vice President of the United States of America. I came here tonight on behalf of my little family, first just to say thank you. Thank you for the honor to serve. But mostly I'm here tonight as a fellow American to say thanks to the people of Wisconsin. Thank you for voting to make America great again on November the 8th. Thank you, Wisconsin, for doing your part to make Donald Trump the 45th President of the United States of America. He did it. And we have all of you to thank. Thanks to you, America will finally have a president who will rebuild our military, restore the arsenal of democracy, provide our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Coast Guard with the resources and training they need to accomplish their mission. And we will have a commander-in-chief who will hunt down and destroy ISIS at its source. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. Thanks to you, we'll have a president who will stand with the men and women who serve in law enforcement across this nation at every level. We will provide them the resources and the tools to protect our families and go home safe to theirs, and we will have a president who will not rest until we restore law and order to every city and every community in this land. And thanks to you. Thanks to you, we will have a president who will fight every day to make the American economy great again. In just 37 days, we'll have a president who will repeal Obamacare lock, stock, and barrel and replace it with free market solutions to health care reform. We'll have a president who will cut taxes, roll back excessive regulations, and repeal every single unconstitutional executive order signed by Barack Obama. And thanks to you. Thanks to you, we'll have a president who'll put American workers and American jobs first. We'll have trade deals that work for the American people first, and we'll fight every day to make sure that trade means jobs, but trade means American jobs. And thanks to you. And thanks to you, we're going to at last have a president who will enforce the laws of this nation 
for the citizens of this nation. We will build a wall, uphold our laws, and end illegal immigration once and for all. And thanks to you. And thanks to you, thanks to you, we're going to have a government as good as our people again. We're going to have a government in Washington, D.C. that works every day for the people of this country and not the special interests. We're going to have a president who works with the Congress to reform our ethics laws, and we're going to drain the swamp. And lastly, and thanks to you, thanks to you, we're going to have a president of the United States who will make appointments to the highest court in the land that will uphold the sanctity of life, our Second Amendment, and all the God-given liberties enshrined in the Constitution of the United States. Thanks to you. So I'm really here to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for giving America a new president. Thank you for giving America a new president whose strength, whose vision, whose leadership will make America great again faster than you could possibly imagine. So I say with a grateful heart that it is my high honor and distinct privilege to introduce to all of you across the great state of Wisconsin the president-elect of the United States of America, Donald Trump. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So when I started 18 months ago, I told my first crowd in Wisconsin that we're going to come back here someday and we are going to say Merry Christmas again. Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year, but Merry Christmas. And I'm here today for one main reason, to say thank you to the people of Wisconsin, credible people. And you know, a wonderful thing, because now after millions and millions of dollars were wasted and countless hours were spent, the recount vote has come back. You know, I called it a scam, but I won't say that because we want to be nice, okay? So I refuse to say it was a scam tonight, all right? This way they can't report that I said it. And after all of this money was spent by the Democrats, believe me, they were behind it, okay? And the Green Party, wonderful party. She got less than 1%, but she thought she was going to catch us. All that money, all that time, all that effort, 
We added, we got 131 votes more than we had before. I think it was worth it. Well, they spent three and a half million, four million dollars for 131 votes. That's okay. Tells you how important every single vote in America is, right? We won Wisconsin for the first time since 1984, 32 years ago. You went out and you pounded the pavement, organized your fellow citizens, and propelled to victory a grassroots movement, the likes of which the world has never seen before. Now, all over the world they're talking about this, and they're now comparing what is happening in other places, faraway places, with what happened here. So, and Brexit now is sort of a small version of what we did. Just, But I predicted Brexit. And when I predicted Brexit, they all said, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And when it happened, they refused to acknowledge that I predicted it, which is standard. I will never forget you, and I will never, ever stop fighting for you. Okay? Never. I'm honored to be here tonight with our incredible Wisconsin leadership team. Sheriff David Clark, where are these people? Sheriff Clark. Senator Ron Johnson, come from behind. He came from behind. Governor Scott Walker, where's Scott? Oh, man. He was tough. He was great. He's a great governor. He's a great, he really is. He's a great person and he's a great governor. And I went against him for a while and I want to tell you, he was tough. So now it's going to be your turn very soon. I don't know. You and Pence are going to have to fight it out. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Governor. Appreciate it. Speaker Paul Ryan, I've really come to a oh no, I've come to appreciate him. Speaker Paul Ryan, where's Speaker? Where is he? he has been? I'll tell you, he has been terrific. And you know, honestly. He's like a fine wine. Every day goes by, I get to appreciate his genius more and more. Now, if he ever goes against me, I'm not going to say that, okay? He's a great guy, and we have some amazing things in store. And we're going to work on taxes. We're going to work on Obamacare. We're going to work on things, and he's going to lead the way. So thank you. Oh, we're going to work on the wall, Paul. Well, it's true. Somebody said, look at these guys. You think we're playing games, right? Somebody said the other day, well, now that Trump won, he's really not going to build the wall. I said, what are you? We're going to build the wall, okay? Believe me. We're going to build the wall. You have to. Got to stop the drugs from coming in, and the wall's going to be a big, big factor. And I also want to thank a man who is another star from your territories. There's some very good water in this state. Chief of Staff writes Priebus. Fantastic guy. Fantastic guy. He's done an incredible job. 
And now he's a superstar. You know, I thought he was a superstar, but you got to win to be a superstar, right? You got to win. I said, Reince, you are a superstar, but we got to win first before I really go crazy. And we won, so now you're the superstar that we said. Together, we're going to Washington. Whoop. Whoop. Are you okay? Do we have a doctor in the house, please? Doctor in the house? Doctor in the house. Okay. Good. We love this lady. Doctor in the house. Thank you. We love this lady. We love everybody. We love everybody. That woman who I've seen before is terrific. Make sure she's perfect. Make sure she's okay. Okay, take your time. We have time, right? We have time. Together, we're going to make Washington answer to the people once again. We're going to put the government to work for you, first time in a long time. The whole world is recognizing our movement. It's because of you. And by the way, again, a movement that they've never seen before. They've never knew. They didn't know what hit them. They didn't know what happened. And it's because of you that we, all of us, were just honored with the Time Magazine Person of the Year. And just a little while ago, it was announced that we were also honored with the Financial Times Person of the Year. So that's great. See, in the old days, it was called the Man of the Year, right? Now they call it the, okay, so let me do this. And we have a lot of women here. I gotta do it. Okay, do you mind? Would you prefer? I'll go person of the year, then man of the year, person of the year, man of the year. Okay. What should it be? I'm doing this for all of your politicians over here. Not that we're gonna change at this point. Would you rather see person of the year? Man of the year. These guys are so politically correct. <laughs> now, so far I've done that three times, and I'll tell you what, person of the year is not doing well. I also want to give a very special thanks to all of our great veterans that are here, service members, military families. By the way, the military and law enforcement I don't know what our numbers were, but I know they were record-setting high. So to all of those veterans and service people and law enforcement people, I want to thank you because you are special people. Special, special people. Because the fact is that America's men and women in uniform are the finest and bravest 
the world has ever known. We're going through something very, very difficult in the world and even in our country. The world has ever known. So to all of you who have worn the uniform, I say to you now, on behalf of a very grateful nation, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're in your debt, and we will never let you down. We will honor your service and sacrifice. And that begins with defending and respecting the American flag. And we don't like seeing people burning our American flag, okay? We don't like it. And we're going to take a look at that, okay, folks? All right? We're going to take a look at that. We'll all take a look at that together. One man who understands the meaning of service is somebody that's become unbelievably popular because he's tough, he's strong, and he doesn't lose. General Mad Dog Mattis, right? He is a popular guy because of his record. You ever hear of somebody named Vince Lombardi? You've never heard of Vince Lombardi. Never. He was popular, too, because he wins. We like people that win. We want to start winning again. Our country's going to start winning again, okay? Would anybody like to keep it the way it is? I don't think. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win a lot. We're going to win so much, you're going to go to Paul Ryan. You're going to go, Mr. Speaker, please, please. We can't stand winning this much. We can't take it. And he's going to come to see me. He's going to, Mr. President, the people in Wisconsin are tired of winning so much. You're winning with health care. We're winning on the border. We're winning with ISIS because we are going to get ISIS out. We're winning all over, Mr. President. They just can't take it anymore. I say, Paul, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to go back and tell them we're going to keep winning and winning and winning, whether they like it or not. <laughs> Last week, I formally announced my plans to nominate General Mattis as your new Secretary of Defense. And I believe we're in the process of putting together one of the great cabinets Certainly a cabinet with the highest IQ that anybody has ever. I mean, these, these are seriously great people. Did you see today the president of Goldman Sachs? This is the president of Red's Big Stuff. And we have General Kelly. We have incredible people. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson, great guy. I think it's going to be one of the great cabinets ever ever, ever. Leaders and titans of industry, art, sports, science, are reaching out and want to find ways to help. I mean, today, as an example, in my office, the great Jim Brown, right? Jim Brown. Bill Gates. Anna Winter. 
Kanye, that's right. Right, I like Kanye. Ray Lewis, we've had so many people, they come up and they want to be a part of what we're doing, and we want to use everybody. We want to use all of the brain power because we're going to bring us back. We're going to be not only great, we're going to be greater than ever before. You watch. You watch. And tomorrow, coming up to the office, the true giants of Silicon Valley. We're going to talk about how to grow jobs. We're going to talk about how they can stay on top. We're going to talk about a lot of great things, but the real giants are coming up tomorrow, so it's going to be great. Today, I announced my plans to nominate Rex Tillerson, right? The chief executive officer and chairman of ExxonMobil to be the next Secretary of State. Rex is one of the greatest and most skilled global business leaders of our time, made some of the greatest deals ever made in the oil industry or any industry, a great diplomat, a strong man, a tough man, a man who's already earned an avalanche of endorsements and growing praise from our nation's top leaders, including Condoleezza Rice, Bob Gates, James Baker, Dick Cheney, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and so many more. And people are looking at this resume, and honestly, they've never seen a resume like this before. Rex will be a fierce advocate for America's interests around the world and has the insights and talents necessary to help reverse years of foreign policy blunders and disasters. Blunders and disasters. Very excited about Rex. And you know, Rex is friendly with many of the leaders in the world that we don't get along with. And some people don't like that. They don't want him to be friendly. That's why I'm doing the deal with Rex, because I like what this is all about. And we're going to have somebody that's going to be very special. America has been caught in a cycle of failed interventions that have weakened our security and undermined totally our stability. We've spent $6 trillion in the Middle East. $6 trillion. You know what that is? We could have rebuilt our country three times. And yet the situation today is far worse than when we started 15 years ago. Far worse. It's not even a contest. It's a mess. The cost of both dollars and lives has been immense. We need a new direction. We need a new direction. Americans' foreign policy has lacked a clear vision, a clear goal, and a clear understanding of the threats, and the threats are immense. Instead of jumping recklessly from one intervention to another, my administration will build a long-term strategy for stability, prosperity, peace, and rebuilding our own country, folks. We're going to rebuild our country. We need it. That strategy will be guided by our values, our principles, and our patriotism. We will seek goodwill among nations, a strengthening of vital alliances, and the pursuit of shared goals when interests align. And we will not be taken advantage of by other countries. We will not be. No more. No more. We'll get along great with other countries. We will not be taken advantage of. 
Our goal is not to build new nations in far-off lands that most of you have never even heard of, but to crush ISIS, we have no choice, and to defeat radical Islamic terrorism. My administration, with the help of Paul and Ron and everybody, will also rebuild our badly depleted military and take care of our great veterans the way they should have been taken care of for a long time. We are building up this great military power in the hope that we never have to use it. We believe strongly in peace through strength. Our military is going to be modern and powerful again, believe me. But to be a strong nation, we must also be a rich nation. Doesn't sound so nice. A woman came up to me. She said, Mr. Trump, I loved your speech, but I don't like when you say rich nation. I said, ma'am, you're a fabulous woman. But if we're not going to be a rich nation, we can't rebuild our military. We can't take care of all of the problems we have, including our medical problems. So we're going to be a rich nation. And after I spoke to her for a few minutes, she was okay. She was okay. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Whether it's building cars, producing steel, or curing disease, we want the next generation of innovation and production to happen right here in America and right here in Wisconsin, right? First on taxes. This is where we really need Paul. We're going to undertake one of the great tax reforms and simplifications in American history. This includes a massive tax cut for the middle class and middle class families from Wisconsin, too. We're also going to lower our business tax rate so that new companies will come to our shores and hire workers in cities like right here. Is that okay? That's what we want. We're going to bring our rates down from 35%. We're going to try and get it down to 15%. So right now, and by the way, the jobs will pour in. So right now, we're the highest taxed nation in the world. And when we finish, we'll be one of the lower tax. One of the lower. On regulations, which is perhaps even more important because our companies are dying and being strangled through regulation, we're going to eliminate all wasteful, job-killing regulations. On energy, we will cancel the restrictions on the production of American energy, including shale, oil, natural gas, and clean, beautiful coal. We're going to put our miners back to work. On infrastructure, I will ask Congress to pass legislation that produces $1 trillion of new investment in America's crumbling infrastructure. And it is crumbling. You know, I have a friend, big guy, one of the biggest in the world, trucking. 
And he used to buy these beautiful trucks, beautiful, beautiful, the most expensive. And he calls me up recently and says, I can't buy them anymore. Because we go from California to New York, and by the time they get to New York or California, if they're going the other way, they're all beat to hell because of the potholes on the highways. I said, was it ever like this? He's been doing this for 45 years. He said, never been like this. So we have to fix our infrastructure. We have no choice. And we're going to put our people back to work in the process. It's time to help get Americans off of welfare and back into the labor market. Rebuilding this country with American hands and with American workers. My administration will follow two simple rules. Buy American and hire American, right? We're going to do it.